confidence becomes her. A woman that embodies the true essence of her being. On this journey, she discovers who she is and what she carries, her value, her worth, her uniqueness to which no one can strip her of. Confidence becomes her. She's ever evolving, ever growing into her greatness. She is multifaceted. With each new chapter of her life comes the reveal of something spectacular. Another level of her giftings like a present being unwrapped. She's like a treasure box, a never-ending supply of hidden treasures, gems and jewels that surface as she walks through every trial and circumstance life throws her way. She is resilient a world changer. She's a masterpiece, a work of art, one of a kind. Confidence Becomes Her. Welcome to the Confidence Becomes Her podcast, where our mission is to help you upgrade your confidence, embrace your uniqueness, and step into your greatness. I am Marlene Abar from MarleneAbar.com, your confidence coach and mentor. This is season 10, episode 91 called Signs of Religious Trauma and Your Identity. If you're new around here, if it's your very first time joining us, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with the Confidence Becomes Her family today. It is my sincere hope and prayer that you get exactly what you need at this very moment in time, along with some extras on the side to go with it. Thanks again for joining us today. And to my existing family, I want to say welcome back. Okay, so season number 10 has been so amazing so far. Our theme is healing the child within, healing the child Within. And so we have been working through and healing through childhood trauma with our therapist. She's been with us all season long. Her name is Kristen Blackshear because you know what? I believe, I definitely believe that healing is on the heart of our Heavenly Father for all of us, for all of his children. And it's time for us to heal and address the traumas we have swept under the rug. We've left them unaddressed for far too long. You know, a big part of the confidence becomes her movement. A big part of it is us stepping into our greatness and becoming the best version of ourselves, which requires us to be healed and whole in every area of our lives. We want to be healed and whole emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and even Physically. So if you've missed any of the episodes this season, I promise you, this is not the season you want to be missing out on, okay? As soon as you get a chance, you want to check out all the past episodes. The season starts with episode 84 was an introduction to the season and episodes 85 through 90. They are extremely impactful sessions with our therapist. We've had topics so far like uh, what is trauma, what is complex trauma, healing from rejection beneath the anger. I mean, I'm so excited about this season, all the past episodes. I love all of the learning that has been taking place this season, but most of all, I love all of the healing that has been 
taking place. Um, I've been getting some testimonies in and they're just so amazing. All right. So on to today's episode, Kristen gives us some more signs or symptoms of spiritual and religious trauma, along with talking us through how to do some identity work. You know, sometimes we have such a terrible image of ourselves and of of God even, and we have to put in the work necessary to change and undo all of that. This episode is a really good one if you are struggling with how you think God sees you. As always, be ready with pen and paper to take some really good notes. I will be back at the end so we can compare notes. All right, here we go. So anyway, I started moving through this journey, started moving through this process. I love Dr. Faith. She taught a lot about how she teaches a Mm -hmm. lot about um, identity and all those kind of things. And so I really just kind of dove head first into things that were healthy and things that were solid that also taught about identity, you know? And um, so I I did that. And that has actually been what my um, process is with clients. So when clients are coming to me and they're struggling with how God sees them, I have God, I have experienced clients who are just like, no, you know, I, I go to church every Sunday and I pay my tithe because I'm afraid. I'm scared to not. Um, but I, I don't think God really loves me. You know, they have small wow. groups where people tell them it's, you know, Miss Miley and I'll be ready to fight. My point Because tell me, I'd just be like, tell me what church you go to. I'm just pull up. I'm just going to pull up one Sunday. <laughs> I got to fight these now. Therapist turn, hey, therapist turn gangster. Okay, all right. Tell them to meet me at Walmart because we got some things to talk about. Because it, (laughs) it, it, it angers me because I've had clients say, yeah, you know, like yeah, in my small group they said that this, this, and that, you know, was gonna send me to hell. And maybe the thing really isn't a godly thing. It's also not going to immediately send you to hell. Let's talk about why you're into that thing. Let's talk about why you like that thing. Um, I had a client tell me one time, uh, she was like shaking. And I'm like, girl, what is wrong? We're doing this in-person session. She is shaking. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are you, you know, struggling? And she was like, I want to tell you this, but like, I'm super scared because she knew I was a believer. And she was just like, I, you know, I'm, I'm scared if you're going to judge me. And I was like, I'm thinking she about to say, you know, some this egregious, like, girl, I got to call the police now type thing. And what she told me was something she was interested in that I would venture to say is probably not on God's list of things he loves. Right, right. So I was like, first of all, sis, calm down. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Let's talk about where does this come from? Like, what is this thing about? Which, as we worked through it, it was a lot of self-hate that she had experienced from her family, from her parents who were very emotionally abusive, self-hate that she had experienced or had been taught at the church. And so she was interested in these things that made her feel fulfilled and Mm. they brought comfort, you know, even though they may not have necessarily been godly. Well, if we could deal with that, if we could deal with that root, Nothing mm-hmm. else will be able to replace it. We can just heal that root and move forward. Mm-hmm. So um, to that point, I, I, I always send that uh, Mike Todd series and I tell clients, 
Don't listen to it all at once and don't listen to it just once. Listen to um listen to the first video until you can almost say it word for word. Let it get in mm. your heart. Get your notes out. Take notes. Look up the scriptures. Ask the Lord to show you how this applies to you. That's really how I fell in love with Psalm 139. How David, mm. one part in Psalm 139 where David says, your good thoughts toward me are so immeasurable that they are that they are more than the uh, grains of sand on the shore that's a lot of good thoughts towards me that's that's innumerable yes you know yes you said it's a the mike uh mike todd series did you say it's called you are love or you are the the letter u the letter Mm -hmm. r and then loved l-o-v-e-d you are loved Uh i can take the t yeah that was really before he even became like super super popular and I, that's why I'm saying I don't know how the Lord led me to it, but the Lord led me to it. And it's something that I even, if I feel myself in a struggle now, I go back to that. It's five. It's five videos. If mm-hmm. I feel myself in a struggle, I go back to that because it was just that good to me. So I do that. Um, and then So I, step, step one is working through what does God say about you? you. All right. And, and now you're going to give a step two. Go ahead. Yes. So there is a um this this printout that I have or this PDF article. So there's a book by Jack Frost. He passed away, but he wrote a book called From Slavery to Sonship. And this book is about the orphan spirit. This book is about the heart of an orphan, the heart of a son, um, all of these like super deep things. And he's a good teacher. So he teaches all of these practical steps. So that the the it's six pages of a pdf that i have all together and what i usually do is pull it up and i'm gonna read a couple of them and and i really actually i probably start here first so -hmm, that people mm -hmm. can even identify that this is what they're struggling with because no one wants to say i'm struggling with rejection no one wants to say i'm struggling with the orphan spirit no one wants to say um i'm struggling with identity i know Mm -hmm. because i was Someone that didn't want to say it. So um, some of the comparisons he does is when it comes to the image of God, do you see God as a master or do you see God as a loving father? When it comes to dependency, are you independent and self-reliant or are you interdependent and you acknowledge your need, the need of others? Um, the motive behind your Christian disciplines, is it duty and earning God's favor or no motivation at all, mm-hmm. or is it because of pleasure and delight? Mm-hmm. And then I'll read the one about self-image. So when it comes to self-image, is it self-rejection from comparing yourself to others, or is it positive and affirmed because you know you have such value to God? And it's so many more. This sound, this sound like really, really deep, Kristen, oh, like really yeah. deep. It is. It's a book, but somebody made like this uh, shorter version of it, of the the assessment type thing. And uh-huh. tools, assessment tools are a great way for people to self-identify. Yeah. And you don't even have to say, even when we talk about planting a seed, I can plant a seed with that. I don't have to say you're struggling with the orphan spirit. Mm-hmm. You can pull this up and say, hey, I'm thinking about something. And this was a, a tool that I used for myself. Let's go through this and see how many you have on each side. When you get to the end, you count them up. Whichever side you have more of, mm-hmm. probably where you are. Either you have the heart of an orphan or you have the heart of a son. 
there are scriptures in it. It's all kinds of stuff. Such a good, it's a really, really, really good resource. Mm. So um, that would probably be my first step just so that people can identify with and even have an understanding of what is this thing that we are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to at the videos and the studies. Uh, you get to um, sort of figure figure out the magnitude of it. My yeah, yeah. Jeez. Because if you can't even identify, if we can't put a name to or a, uh, if we can't call this thing something, then what are we really working on? You know, how receptive am I to hearing information about how God feels about me if I don't even know that I'm struggling with what I truly believe about how God feels about me, you know? Mm -hmm. So we need to be able to, in some regard, have the person identify um, and be receptive to and open to, hey, this may be the thing. And all of it can go go back to religious trauma. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then um, going back to that whole thing, Sometimes the response of the religious community can re-traumatize you. Um, And so for this one, they say uh, religious leaders may ignore or outright deny reports of abuse. And we know that has happened in some church denominations. Mm -hmm. Um, The religious community may ostracize the victim of a trauma, claiming it was somehow deserved, uh, decreed by God as necessary for a learning experience or not that bad in the grand scheme of things. And I have seen that. I've seen people say, oh, God just used that to teach you a lesson. No, no, <laughs> probably not. Probably probably going to err on the side of not. Um, <laughs> the victim may avoid sharing their experience for fear of what it could mean for their place in the faith community. And um, so the example that I came up with, which again, you know, we just think everybody who fornicate going to hell. That's just a universal thing. So I said, for example, If you tell your pastor that as a result of sex before marriage, you get an STI or an STD, the pastor may suggest that this is a punishment from God for your bad behavior in premarital sex Mm. versus this is just the natural consequence of what's happening if you do God is not in heaven like, oh, you know, here go Keisha, Keisha and Craig, here they go. You know what, STD? No! Now, if wow. that's something God been talking about for a long time and so on and so forth, I don't know. I ain't God, maybe. But you're not going to tell me that I've been celibate. I've been doing this, you know, submitting my life, my body, so on and so forth. Um, and we also only apply that to sex when it comes to submit your body as a holy sacrifice, as a living mm-hmm. sacrifice. It applies to everything, honestly. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've been submitting my life and living for God and I fall one time. That could just literally be the natural consequence of what happens because we are born in a, a world full of, full of sin and iniquity. It right. doesn't mean that God is like, well, there you go. I have even had people tell me that their religious leadership, and again, it's not always the pastor. It could be the leader of a small group. But I've had people say, you know, what they said that such and such died because I was in sin. What kind of insane... Wow. Old Testament, them the people I'll be wanting to fight. I'm not gonna lie. To you. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people that I'm like, yeah, give them my number. <laughs> Tell them I said pull up. Because this is stupid. <laughs> Y'all are done. <laughs> and stop, please. Stop hurting these people. Oh, my so, 
you know, the the, the response from leadership can often re-traumatize even mm-hmm. um, when it comes to identity. You know, if you go and tell your pastor who you have just done all this stuff for and strived for and so on and so forth, if you go with, to them and share an accomplishment and the accomplishment doesn't benefit them or the church and they don't respond the way that you want them to because you go to them for affirmation and you go to them for identity, that can re-traumatize you. Because now this person who was supposed to always affirm and always give identity and always praise you mm-hmm. is withholding it because what you are doing does not benefit them. So now you may feel like I probably shouldn't even take that job because that job going to make me travel and I'm not going to be here anymore. You know, mm-hmm. all kinds wow. of stuff. Yes. Because again, it's sneaky. It's it's not always an overt. Um, it's not always an overt kind of thing. You know, I think sometimes we, um, and I might have been guilty of it uh, in my teenage years, my my late teens, early 20s, but putting the leaders on a pedestal to the point where you they become an idol, but you don't even know it. Like, you're not doing it intentionally, mm-hmm. but it happens. Yep. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. And again, a lot of times that sometimes I want to say a lot of times, sometimes that can come from your own brokenness. And Mm -hmm. I talked about that a little bit here. So I said some of the reasons behind leadership uh, being the point of of, um, contact for religious trauma is sometimes leaders have their own wounds that they're dealing with or they're dealing with an orphan spirit or other places of brokenness and they use members to meet their voids. So, um, and then sometimes the member just comes from, has brokenness. Like for me coming from the church that I came from with all the striving and so on and so forth, and then coming to healthy leaders, it could have been that these people were healthy. And so they were able to discern and they were like, yeah, also all of that ain't necessary, but Mm -hmm. it was easy to come in with this idea of let me work for their attention. Let me, um, let me give more, let me show up more, let me do more. Um, and if they, you know, maybe they didn't see it, didn't recognize it or whatever, it could have been them not even trying to do anything, just me building them up and putting them in this high place because that's what I had done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also said that you have people take their own personal convic- convictions and apply them to a large group, and this can be harmful as well. So, you know, sometimes we, you know, we say, well, you know, you can't, what's a good one? You can't listen to R&B music or you're going to hell. Well, no, Pastor Keisha, you can't listen to R&B music because that takes you to a place that you don't need to go. <laughs> R&B music ain't no trigger for me. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with what my struggle was. My struggle was weed. R&B music ain't got no connection to weed. You know, <laughs> so I can't go to the bar. Yeah, you're right. Because my my situation with alcohol, but I can listen to R&B music and still be okay. <laughs> we take our personal convictions and we put them on people and we oppress people. Um, and, and now these people are living in fear. It, it just... It's, it's unfortunate. And the last thing I wanted to say, though, in regard to the notes that I wrote is signs of religious trauma. So a lot of times, some of the signs are lots of guilt and shame, uh, which we know can come from making people feel guilty, making people feel shame through manipulation. Mm. There can even be a loss of boundaries. 
So Mm. if you are experiencing poor boundaries with your leadership, every time they call, you have to go. Or if you don't go, you feel guilt and shame. Um, That could be a sign. Loss of boundaries, even with your finances. When they are saying, you know, empty everything that you have. Now, sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, give everything you have. Mm-hmm. I just because he has, you know, it's a it's a test of obedience, so on and so forth. But that's not every Sunday, all the time, every time your your uh, God is saying, Holy Spirit is saying, give everything you have. Mm-hmm. It could be, mm-hmm. could be. I don't know how likely that's going to be every time, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 But you have a struggle with setting those healthy boundaries of no, this is what I have to give in, in means of time, um, in means of service, in means of finances. Mm-hmm. Another one is of course the ungodly low view of yourself and also perfectionism. Perfectionism mm-hmm. is a huge sign. Um that always reminds me of Ephesians. Is it Ephesians? Yeah. Where Paul said, is that Ephesians, Lord? Paul says we are saved by grace um, through faith, not by works, right? Because Paul is like, hey, y'all are really trying to get everything perfect all the time, every time. And it's not, in fact, about that. It is about doing better, getting better, being better. Don't nobody leave here and say, don't listen to this podcast and say that I told you that you can live however, because I ain't say that. That's not what I said. But I am saying we don't have a works-based faith. And Paul gives a perfect reason. He says, so that no man can boast. Because Mm. if we um, subscribe to, you know, this, well, I did it, you know, I am going to heaven because um, I did all of these things right. Well, then that's a, that's a, 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 a type of, yeah, it is. It's Ephesians. I was looking it up in my Bible. That is a mm-hmm. type of um, salvation that I can say I earned. It was not given to me by the grace of God. And people who struggle with grace sometimes have a root of that could be a sign and symptom, sign or a symptom of traumatic uh, church experiences, traumatic religious experiences is when you struggle with giving yourself grace and receiving grace. Because if you come to me and say, I fell, I struggled, and I say, it's okay, we can ask the Lord for forgiveness and restart, and you say to me, no, nah, it ain't that easy. You don't know how to take how to have grace with yourself or receive it from God. Mm-hmm. I, I bet that's a biggie right there. Oh, yes. Mm. What do you mean, grace? What do you mean be nice to myself? So... Again, you know, a lot of times um, that whole grace piece is also another telltale sign when people Mm -hmm. are experiencing some religious and spiritual trauma because they struggle with accepting the grace of God Mm -hmm. and they struggle with giving grace to themselves um, as well as to others. But in the context of this situation, giving themselves grace and receiving grace are two really, really hard things. Yeah. And then moving kind of back into that space of how do I walk people through um, through these, you know, phases, the stages of um, the ungodly view of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, the first thing is kind of using that assessment. Assessments Mm -hmm. are research. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though that's not necessarily evidence based. But anyway, assessments (laughs) are research. And so they do the work of helping people see and identify and connect with where they are and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I give people that video. And from that video, 
I um, also couple that with other homework assignments that are um, kind of devotional based. So mm-hmm. let's find some devotionals on the Bible app that talk about identity. Let's get a study Bible. Okay, I have a wonderful study Bible. My study Bible is really my study Bible is good, and I've used it so much. I recently had to super glue the uh, spine of it because <laughs> I just love this one because I write in my Bible and everything. So, um, you know, let's get a good study Bible because that is where I also found some other, like the names of God. What does it mean for God to be peace? What does it mean for God to be a healer? You know, I really try to emerge people in a healthy way, but in a slow way into this space of filling yourself with so much good information. The way that I, I'm going to try to, say it, but the way that I, I draw, I draw a picture, right? On this picture, it's a heart and you see mm-hmm. like all of these seeds, right? So mm-hmm. seeds of doubt and um, low godly view of self, ungodly low view of yourself and seeds of perfectionism and seeds of shame. And in order for us to push these seeds out, to dig them up and push them out, we have to put so much good in that it goes underneath those digs them up, pushes them out, and then replants something good. The Mm -hmm. only way that we can input truth, good, um, the goodness of God, the truth of God, the only way that we can do that is by doing it daily. So there's going to have to be some daily work that you do um, and being sure that what we are consuming is healthy, it's whole. We don't want to find other places where people are also teaching something that could further like it could um further retra- uh, further traumatize or re-traumatize us in ways we mm. want to go places where people have fruit on their life that is healthy mm. where do people have uh ha- where have people produced something that looks healthy and that is healthy when it comes to identity and understanding god and faith in god and trust in god and so on and so forth Wow. So with with this one, we have to be very um, protective, putting up those boundaries while we're going through this. Yeah. Not not to undo the progress you're trying to make. Absolutely. Okay. So let's compare some notes. You know, we talked about identity, but before I go there, something she said that really jumped out at me was about leaders putting their personal convictions on people. I know uh, for a lot of us listening, we are leaders, but in many different capacities, right? It could be in or outside of the church at work, in our businesses, as coaches, at home, et cetera. It made me really think like, wow, when we're sharing, we may want to start off with a disclaimer, something like, you know, with me personally, or this may or may not be the case for you. You know, it sort of takes the pressure off um, the individual or the people we're, we're speaking with to let them know, hey, this may or may not apply to you. All right. I just wanted to share that thought really quick. So she gave us some steps on working through this particular trauma and and to deal with any identity issues we may be having that, you know, there's so much riding on whether or not we know who we are and, and whose we are. 
when we are not sure about those things, we're just swinging in the wind, like no solid, no firm foundation. So she recommended a few things for us. One was a book. It's titled Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship. Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship by Jack Frost. She also recommended doing an assessment. I got that PDF from her. I'm going to put that uh, in the Confidence Becomes Her Facebook group. So that will be there. She also recommended um, a YouTube series called You Are Love. The letter U, the letter R, the word love. And that series is by Pastor Mike Todd. She wanted us, right? She recommended that we take our time going through that series, do some research, find some identity-based uh, devotionals, things like that. Something I heard someone say once, it, uh, they said, you have to be an active participant in your own rescue. You have to be an active participant in your own rescue, meaning you have to put the work in. No one else could put the work in for you, right? I really like uh, the exercise she gave uh, with drawing the heart and, you know, doing the, the seeds, the dots for the seeds, uh, seeds of doubt, shame, uh, perfection, ungodly, low self-view. She says that we have to fill ourselves up with so much good information that it goes in and digs up all of those bad seeds. And then we have to do some replanting, right? That part is very important. You know, as she was talking about making sure we are uh, consuming healthy and whole things, that what we're consuming, that it must be healthy and whole. We, we, we learned that we have to put in some daily work, right? This required some daily work. But what came to mind when um, she said that is the scripture on whatsoever things are pure and true and lovely and of good report. We have to think on these things. Like th these are the type of things we have to consume because there is so much garbage out there these days, especially as we're scrolling through social media sometimes, right? Anyway, we have to be intentional about what we're letting in our air gates and in our eye gates. The last thing I want to share that jumped out um, is how she warned us about not going to places or around people that will re-traumatize or further traumatize us. Listen, we have to protect our space at all costs, especially if we're still healing. So remember that. Protect your space. Only go where there is healthy fruit. Only go where there is healthy fruit. There are a couple other things I wanted to share, but I'm going to stop right there for today. But before we go, I want to give a few quick church announcements <laughs> of you church announcements. So I recently activated the support button feature. It's going to be at the very bottom of the show notes. So you're now going to see a link to support the podcast. I wanted to give you an opportunity to partner with me in this very special way, especially if this podcast has made any type of impact in your life. If you want to see 
this podcast continue. If you want to see it keep going forward, you now have the opportunity to partner with me uh, through the support button, okay? I'd also um, love for you to rate the podcast, leave a review, and most of all, please share the podcast with everyone you know that really needs it. Anyone you know that really needs it. You know, there's so many hurting people out there that need to heal and grow, but they don't know where to start. You know, there are people that lack confidence, they feel stuck, or they just know there's more to life, but they feel a little lost. Encourage them to listen to the podcast. You may even want to send them a link, right? Whatever episode you think they really, really need in that moment, just send them a link. Uh, for that particular one. We have to be willing to share our resources with others. We cannot be selfish. You don't want to be the only one in your circle growing, right? I I know. I I know you want everyone else around you growing as well. All right. So check out my link tree link in the show notes. I have a number of products and services designed to usher you into your next level. So if you are ready to go deeper, if you're like Marlene, this podcast is good, but I need a little bit more. I got you. Check out uh, the link tree link in the show notes, especially, you know, especially if I'm called to you, you know, we each have someone or a few people that you know, we know in this season of our lives that they're just called, right? Whatever it is we need, God has put it in that person or those few people. And whatever they are saying, it is speaking volumes to us, right? Like God is speaking to us through those people. If I am that person for you, if what I am saying you know God is speaking to you. He's leading you. He's guiding you through the words that I'm saying. If I am that person for you, I encourage you to check out all the other resources I have available because there's probably something there that will propel you into your next level or your breakthrough is attached to something else there. So lastly, go to marleneabot.com to uh, join the email list. Be the first to know of any pop-ups happening, any live or um, online events happening for the Confidence Becomes Her Family. Let's stay connected on social media if that's your thing. My handle is marleneabot on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Oh, I've been trying out YouTube shorts lately. I know I'm a little late, a little tardy to the party, but (laughs) check them out. Let me know what you think about it. And for our Facebook users, we have our own private Facebook community under Confidence Becomes Her. So that's it for my church announcements for today. Um, tune in to our next episode. We're going to get to wrap up this particular series here um, on religious and spiritual trauma. So next time it'll be our final installment. We're going to get to talk a little bit more about identity. We're going to wrap that part up and then Kristen is going to get to the yummy part, right? The altar versus therapy conversation, the one we've been waiting on. So until next time, go be great. And I'll talk to you soon.